Hey, you're listening to That Witchy Stuff, and I'm your host, Celeste. Let's talk about psychic abilities. Um, personally, I believe that we all uh, have some abilities, but I think that, you know, we may be, there are many of us who are, you know, much more open to it and many, many of us who are much more shut off to it. And then there's the rest of us that probably fall somewhere, you know, between the two. Um, but I think that we do have potential for, you know, like legitimate psychic ability. Um, and there are ways that you can try to exercise those abilities. So that's what we'll talk about today. Um, first, let's go over some of the types of um, psychic abilities. Um, the term psychic, you know, usually you, you picture the lady in the flowy robes with the catalytic symbols and the, and the scarf and the hoop earrings and whatever. Um, or you picture, you know, like a crystal ball, something like that. But psychic actually, you know, is sort of an umbrella term. Um, usually when we say it, we mean someone who can see the past, present, and or future. But uh, it actually encompasses a lot more than that. Um, so you've got telepathy, which is when you're able to communicate uh, without, you know, words. And probably without body language. I'm just assuming it would mean also without body language. Um, you've got precognition, where you know what the future is. Um, and then you have mediumship, where you're able to, to communicate with um, spirits or the dead or things like that. Um, and then you have clairvoyance. So that's like uh, <clears throat> the literal translation translation is clear seeing so um like you get images clear audience so uh like clear hearing so you um you hear things uh and clear sentience which is a uh, clear knowing or sensing feeling and then some places i've seen tele uh telekinesis and aportation included in that. Um, telekinesis is the ability to move um, objects without, you know, touching them, like move them with your mind. And then aportation is like teleportation. Uh, so it's the appearance or disappearance of an object. Um, those two, I, I don't know, uh, maybe. I mean, you know, we talked in the episode with Dan when we talked about chaos magic. We talked about quantum entanglement and how that is actually uh, the beginning of uh, teleportation. Um, I can try to explain it on, you know, very, very, very simple terms that are probably not exactly right. But quantum um, physicists have been able to uh, take two molecules, I think, atoms? I don't know. Anyway, they were able to take two of these, you know, <clears throat> extremely tiny things and uh, quantum entangle them. And I don't exactly understand what that means, so I can't even try to explain it. But 
um, quantum entangle them and then separate them by like 20 kilometers I think it was and then they put um, another atom next to one and the atom basically moved to the other one you should google that because I'm definitely not explaining that um, right at all but it is scientific it is like not like pseudoscience it's like real real science and they have done it more than once I think so anyway that's teleportation but that's not involving like magic but then again you know we do say magic is just science that hasn't been discovered yet um, so anyway but using magic to perform teleportation, aportation, I don't know about, I don't know about that. Um, and then mm -hmm. the same with telekinesis. I, I just don't know that, that just may be a little too far outside of my, my bound, my boundaries. But, you know, uh, you do you. But we can talk more about these, um, these other ones, the telepathy, precog, uh, mediumship, clairvoyance, clairaudience, and clairsentience. The first thing I want to say about all of this is, you know, you, you kind of have this idea that, well, you know, I get, I get feelings sometimes, but I mean, that doesn't mean I'm psychic. Everybody gets feelings sometimes, but that's not true. Not everybody gets feelings sometimes. And that does literally mean that you at least show some level of aptitude towards psychic abilities. <clears throat> um, and if that's the case for you, if you do sometimes just get feelings or whatever, then you, you really ought to, um, consider expanding that, you know, exercise it, um, tune into it. And we'll talk about some ways that you can do that. Um, all right. So I also wanted to say this stuff is, uh, it can be subtle, you know, it may be a matter of, um, did you ever think about someone and all of a sudden they text you? Are you influencing them or are you, uh, getting a little bit of a, like, precognitive type of, um, thing going on? You know, I mean, like, did you know that they were going to text you? Have you ever known the next song that was going to come on the radio? Man, I used to do that all the time. Um, and now I don't actually listen to the radio. I listen to my playlist. And it still happens. But, I mean, in, in all fairness, my like my main playlist is like 28 hours. And I've always got it on shuffle mode. So, I mean, it's not like I'm listening to the same 10, 10 songs and I know which one's going to come. But, yeah, my, my point was that it can be very subtle. I saw somewhere someone wrote it's more like a puff of air than a hurricane. And that that really resonated with me because there have been lots of things where I thought, oh man, you know, it's almost like I'm psychic. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe I am. And I really want to work on developing that more. Uh, so let's see. Um, okay. Uh, clairvoyance. Do you ever get like a random image in your mind, you know, 
two or three times throughout the day. I remember at one time, uh, I, there was a, I kept seeing like a hat. And as far as I know, nothing uh, of importance related to a hat ever came to play for me. But there was a day that I kept seeing an image of a hat. Um, or, uh, so like, that's what I mean. It can be something subtle like that. Um, another example of something subtle might be Claire audience. So if you, um, do you ever just get a random word or phrase in your, in your mind? Um, the other day I had what felt like a Spanish word come in my mind. I don't speak Spanish. Um, my boyfriend does, but he doesn't speak it to me because I don't speak Spanish. Um, in the area I'm in, a lot of people do speak Spanish, you know, commercials will come on that are in Spanish, things like that. But what I'm saying is like, I'm not like heavily exposed to it. I'm not completely unexposed, but, um, it's not something that would make sense. Like I'm, I'm learning Dutch right now, actively learning Dutch because I'm planning to move to, um, Amsterdam or some other part of the Netherlands um, in a couple of years. So I've been trying to learn Dutch. It would make sense for a Dutch word to pop into my head. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense for a Spanish word to pop into my head. And I don't remember what the word was now, but um, it I Googled it just based on trying to spell it like it sounded. And it meant some, it was some form of goodbye. But like when I asked my boyfriend about it, I was like, do you know this word? He didn't, he didn't know the word. So it's, uh, whatever reason it popped in my head, it meant, oh, I think I already said it, it was some form of goodbye, but whatever reason it popped in my head, I don't know. Um, nothing happened that day that would be like a, a, an ending or a goodbye type of situation. Um, but my neighbors, uh, speak Spanish. Um, that's their first language and maybe something came into my head from them. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, oh, and the other one, uh, clairsentience. So do you ever get that? All right. So empathy, like, um, being an empath when you just, uh, walk in a room and you know, based only on the feeling in the room that what the mood of the room is, or you walk into a place and based only on your own feeling, you know that this is a happy place or, or not happy place, regardless of whether or not there are any people in there. Um, or you kind of automatically know when you start to talk to someone what their, um, what their mood is without them like giving you any kind of like clues, you know, for me personally, I'm pretty good at, uh, at empath work, but it's less, uh, it's less intense, um, when I'm not face to face with the person. Um, and what I mean is like, it's harder for me to do it when it's on like a phone call, definitely harder, like on a text. There's nothing I get from that. Um, but that is a, a form of clairsentience. Um, also I'm sure you know of a situation where you've been like, I don't know how I knew the answer to that. I just, you know, n knew it. These things, oh, 
Okay, I have an example of that one too. Actually, as I'm really, as I'm saying this, I'm really kind of thinking clairsentience may be uh, sort of the, the path that I want to explore more for myself. There was this one time at work, um, there was this, this woman that I worked with and I mean, I didn't particularly know her very well. She sat like uh, four desks up from me, you know, like it was sort of a, not really a cube farm because we had short walls between the desks, but essentially a cube farm. And she was searching frantically for her keys. She was going to be late to get her kids from daycare. And if you know anything about daycare, they charge you like $20 a minute or something like that. Um, so she's like frantically trying to find her keys, can't find them anywhere. And I'm like, look in your garbage can. There's no reason I said to look in her garbage can. It just, uh, it popped out. Like I wasn't even particularly close with, with this woman. Um, and she looked in her garbage can and sure enough, they were literally right there in the bottom of her can. Um, and we became friendly after that. Like we're still friends. Um, I mean, we're not like tight, but we're friends. Um, another example would be, uh, we lost the, the fire stick remote, um, in my bed, uh, a few weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Actually, okay, let me back up. We lost the fire stick remote. I couldn't find it. And in an act of, of desperation, I, um, I just ordered a whole nother fire stick because just to order just the remote was, um, almost as much as ordering a new fire stick. And the, the, the app on my phone to control the TV was, uh, not great. <laughs> it was very frustrating. So I just ordered a whole new fire stick. And then like a week or two later, we lost that remote and we looked for it. We looked everywhere for it. We looked for days and we could not find this remote and I was not going to buy another remote. So I sat on the edge of my bed and, and I said out loud to the room, I'm like, I need to find this remote. I'm going to open myself up and I want you to tell me where the remote is. And I actively shut off my thoughts and cleared my mind and sat on the edge of the bed with my eyes closed. And within seconds, I had an image of the foot of my bed and there's, um, a trunk at the foot of my bed. Like I have a big headboard and footboard and then there's a big old trunk there. And we had looked there. We looked many times and I looked and there it was both of them. They were both there. One was practically on top of the other one. <clears throat> um, now I don't know if, I don't know. I don't know what that was, but I know that we couldn't, we looked, we both looked and neither one of us had found it. Um, so I don't know. Uh, maybe you can tell me what that means because I don't know. Um, oh, you know what? Another example. Oh my God. I'm going to quit talking about my, my own personal examples, but the other night, um, so last week, on Tuesday and Wednesday, I had to go work in the office. Um, so, and I'm telling you that because I'm specifically saying I worked in the office. There was nothing physical that I did. I drove my car and then I went and sat in a room with other people on my computer. 
There was nothing physical I did. Wednesday night, I had a dream. Um, like I have a lot of bad dreams. Almost every night I have some form of, of bad dream. Maybe just extremely vivid. Um, there's nothing actually scary, but because they're so vivid, they're, they're unsettling. Sometimes they're actually scary. So in this dream, I was like in my front yard, my kids were with me and all of a sudden out of nowhere, this guy that I work with was like up in my face. Now I haven't even talked to this guy in nearly a year. I haven't seen him in like face to face. Um, I haven't seen him in, you know, since COVID happened. Um, but this guy was up in my face and he had in one hand, this big dandelion root. And in the other hand, I mean, his other hand, he had grabbed me around my arm and like my forearm. And he was like squeezing it really hard. And he's like, it's your fault. My yard is dead. And it was so scary. He was so angry. And this is a, like, I don't, you know, I wouldn't want to particularly be friends with this guy. Um, he seems like a pretty good guy. I don't think this man ever gets angry like that. He's um, just not that type. But it scared me so bad in my dream. It woke me up. And then at about two o'clock the next afternoon, I noticed that like I happened to see that I had a bruise beginning to form on my arm. And I'm like, that's odd. And then as the day went on, um, it's like it's getting darker and darker. And then, uh, when I was, uh, I got out of the shower and I was drying off and I noticed it was now two bruises and they were like the dark blue kind, you know, like it's a, it's a deep bruise with like, a, it's pink in the middle and it's got like dark blue all around the edges. Anyway, I realized it was two bruises and I'm like, that's so strange. And then I realized it, it was exactly where he had grabbed me in my sleep. I mean, in my dream. I know that it wasn't there before. I know I didn't do anything that day to get it. I don't know how the bruise got there. Um, or the bruises. I don't know how they got there. It's been almost a week and it's still really dark. Um, one of them is almost gone, but the other one, like where his thumb would have been, is still really dark. And uh, I just don't know. And it still has me kind of freaked out. Anyway, <clears throat> that we're not here today to talk about my strange dreams. Um, but maybe that's kind of a telekinetic or, you know, aportation type of uh, situation. I don't know. <laughs> Can you tell I'm freaked out by it? I'm still freaked out by it. Um, oh, uh, so yeah, going on. Uh, telepathy, you know, that may be, you know, like the pure full sense of the word would, would be like to talk back and forth with only your mind, but maybe it's not really, um, quite that as much as like being able to just sort of, uh, communicate feelings, you know, without using words or body language. Um, you know, it could be, uh, it could be a, a simple matter of when you look at someone that, that you're close to and 
they understand that you don't agree with what a third person is saying. You didn't have any expression. You didn't, you know, have any kind of body language. You just look at them and they understand that you don't agree. Um, mediumship, you know, that one, I mean, you have to believe in, in ghosts and such for that one to, to like work. Maybe not ghosts so much as just um, spirits that move on from 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 here. Um, I do believe in ghosts, by the way. I do believe in spirits, but I don't know that one. I, that one just doesn't resonate with me at all. But I know that people work with their ancestors, and that would be a form of mediumship. Like, if you're able to communicate with your ancestors, um, that's probably a good indication that you could, you could grow this skill. Um, now telekinesis, bro, I can't tell you how many try times I've tried to move stuff with my mind. If I could have a superpower, it would be telekinesis. I don't want to read people's minds. I don't want to fly. I don't want to be invisible. I just want to be able to move shit with my head. Is it that hard? I feel like it's not that hard. Um, it's also because I'm incredibly lazy and don't want to clean my house up. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, I wanted to talk about ways that you might work on um, growing your own psychic abilities, your own potential for psychic abilities. Um, you know, I said at the very beginning of the episode that I think that we all have some level of ability, but that there are those of us who are more open to the idea of it and those of us who are just completely shut off to the idea of it. And we're raised, you know, like part of growing up, like from early childhood to, you know, adolescence and whatever part of it is putting away the the fanciful things you know it's putting away it's tamping down the imagination it's, it's closing off the possibility for there to be other um and you know i mean that's that's sad i think but i do think that it's um somewhat necessary at least for our the way our society is somewhat necessary um, so basically when you want to do exercises that might enhance your psychic abilities, you kind of want to tap into that early childhood mindset. If you can envision yourself in early childhood and sort of like put yourself back in that place, um, you may be more likely to tap into your own personal psychic energies, abilities, whatever. Um, and it's because that would be actually you before you learned how to, to be shut off to it. So some things that you might do. Uh, I haven't done a lot of these, so I can tell you what they are without necessarily being able to tell you how to do it. Um, automatic writing so I don't know if you're 
if you're supposed to think of a question first or what, but there is a way that you do it and you know, I think you're just going to have to Google that one. I thought I knew enough about it to at least speak about it, but now I'm not so sure. But it is a thing, and it's something that you can practice. Um, some uh, other things you might try. Uh, active listening. So, you know, there are noises all around you at all times. You know, like right now I hear my air conditioner, I hear some thunder outside, and a little bit of wind. I hear the the condenser pump at my air, con air conditioner just turned on. Um, I can hear the cats playing upstairs, you know, but we tune these things out because they're just, they're background noise. Like we would be overwhelmed if we heard all things at all times. Um, so you just, you learn to tune them out, but you can take a few minutes a day and actively listen to the things that are going on around you. What you're doing when you do this is retraining your brain to act, to hear things. Um, especially new things, you know, when a new sound happens, you, you, part of your brain hears it, but doesn't, you know, pass the message along to all the rest of your brain because it's irrelevant. Um, and I think the same thing happens if you happen to be more on the Claire audience end of things. You know, a random word or phrase pops in your mind, um, but you don't pay attention to it because it's not relevant. Start paying attention to it. And the this kind of exercise would help you to um, be more aware of it when it does happen. Um, psychometry, which is a very <laughs> fancy sounding word to just mean reading the energy of an object. I think as witches, we tend to do that more anyway. We've talked before about astral energy. Um, so that's like the energy that builds up on an object. Sometimes we need to cleanse our objects, like our, our tools and things like that, just to kind of clear of, clear them of any, um, any negative energy, things like that. Uh, we've talked about consecrating our tools, and that's to begin to build up that magical energy on it. Um, so yeah, you know, any random object, um, probably better if it's not something that's specifically yours, but, you know, pick it up, feel it, try to tune into it, and see if you can feel anything about the, um, the past, present, or future of that object. Um, obviously not its feelings. I mean, I don't know, maybe it has feelings. I don't know, but you know, just see what you can feel. Practice that. Uh, meditation is going to be, I think one of the, probably the most important, uh, thing that you can do to, um, enhance your psychic abilities. Um, if nothing else, you are remembering to tune in to um, yourself. Um, there's, and you know, there are different kinds of meditation, right? Like there's the, the kind where you are making yourself blank. And then there's the kind where you're like actively 
um, envisioning things. And either one of those, visualizing or like trying to make yourself blank, would be perfectly good forms of meditation. Um, one, uh, if you are visualizing, you're activating the areas of your brain that would be more likely to um, be able to tune into psychic things. Um, particularly if you are more on the um, on the clairvoyance end of things. You know, if you tend to see like, if you get like just a random image of, I don't know, a boat several times throughout the day, that may be uh, um, an indication that you are more on the um, clear seeing end of things and visualizing would probably make it a lot more easy for those things to happen for you. Um, now I realize not everyone's able to actually envision things and, and see an image with their mind. Um, and that's okay if that's not the way your brain works. Don't try to force it. It's fine. It's totally fine. If you're not one to see images, it may be much easier for you to meditate in a way of shutting off all the external stimuli and all the analytical and logical thinking happening in your brain and clear yourself to open yourself up to um, everything else, actually. You know, your subconscious or, you know, psychic stimulation. Um, actually, I feel like, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're not able to, you know, see things in your mind, you're probably much, much better at meditating than I would ever be because I can't shut the images off in my mind. Um, and I think the, the way I think is in images, not so much words or some combination. But anyway, if, if you don't have the problem of always seeing something in your mind, it would be much easier for you to, um, to meditate in that sort of a traditional sense, you know, uh, but you can you can tap into your subconscious and your intuition. You know, if you are able to meditate and be, you know, blank and you get a feeling about something or you think you hear something, listen to it, you know, and, and write it down. After you're done, write down anything that came to you and see if it, you know, see if it's relevant later. Um, so some more forms of uh, practicing that you could do. Um, <clears throat> uh, tarot. Tarot, you know, it's all about pulling the card, but w how do you know which card to pull? You know, is the divine energy, life force, whatever, leading your hand to the right one? Or are you psychically knowing which one to pick? And then when you do pick the cards, you know, uh, the way you interpret them and the way you interpret them together, like individually and together, those are very, um, in my opinion, uh, really leaning towards the psychic. Because um, sometimes, you know, you may put two cards together that 
in a way that um, you may read two cards together in a way that uh, isn't like the traditional way. Um, for example, I saw on a Facebook group recently someone had um, someone had uh, put a daily poll on on this group, and they were like, "What are your what are your what's your interpretation of this poll?" And it was uh, just a three card poll, and they had the I never know how to say this word. I've looked it up so many times. Hierophant? 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 Whatever. They had that guy. And they had, um, oh, right. So they had the Hierophant, the Priestess, and uh, Death. And they're like, what is your interpretation of this? And a few people had said some things. But what I said is, um, I mean, the Hierophant is is actually a priest did you know that so you've got a priest and a priestess two sides to the same coin benevolent and generally represent some form of grace and um intuition so and then death always seems like such a bad card but it's not death at least on the um on the Thoth deck, I don't remember what death looks like on, you know, the, the traditional Rider Waite deck, but on the Thoth deck, there is death, there is a skeleton, but he's looking up and uh, moving up. So the death of one thing, but the beginning of something else. So my interpretation of this person's reading was that they, um, there's going to be change. Higher forces are at work because it was all, you know, major arcana cards and that it's going to be good change so just you know go with it because uh it's supposed to happen that way um anyway my point was i feel like tarot is um a form of psychic work and personally i feel like i'm really good at tarot um like really really good i can't tell you what every single card means uh, i still have to look a lot of things up but that's not always the part that matters. The part that matters, like, I'm not putting together, like, a formulatic reading. It's about how those cards relate to that person or that question. And from what everyone says, my readings are pretty spot on. Um, okay, so, uh, other forms of divination, like, um, scrying. Um, or, uh, I have something else written down, but I don't remember what it was. I guess I don't have anything else written down. Other forms of divination, uh, would also be practicing your psychic abilities. Um, when you're scrying, if you're, you know, gazing into a crystal ball or a bowl of water or a black mirror or a fire, <clears throat> you're opening yourself up intentionally to hear see or know things that uh, are not necessarily in front of you. Um, oh, learning to read auras. That's a fun one. It's one that I'm not very good at, but um, I have done a good bit of reading about how to do it. Essentially, what you do is you stare at um, the person. I guess you, objects may have auras too, but you stare at it at them for a long time and then as you stare you keep your eyes in the same spot it's easiest if you do it on a white background first um 
as you stare, you may notice uh, the edges of them are a slightly different color than it should be. Um, and it may just be very, very small, uh, but the different colors are representative of different things. I don't know what they are. Um, I wasn't able to do it enough to get to that point, but, um, it is, uh, some people say, you know, a person has a specific color to their aura, like over a period of their lifetime. Um, and it may change in different periods, but you know, like it's not going to be a different color, different color every day. Some people, I think, say that it may be a different color every day depending on their mood or current situation or whatever. Um, and maybe it depends on you. You know, like, how do you see auras? Um, I'm not good at that one, and I, I, I would certainly feel pretty awkward to stare at somebody long enough to do it. Um, so, I have not practiced that one much myself. If you have, though... I'd really like to talk to you about it more. Maybe our next guest speaker can be someone who knows something about auras. So if you're out there and you know something about auras, um, let me know either on Twitter or Facebook and I'll repeat again how to find those um, before we end for the day. Uh, the, the last one that I wanted to mention, the last thing you can do to practice um, is to take a deck of cards. It could be your tarot cards. It could be playing cards. It could be, you know, literally any kind of cards and um, lay them out face down. Obviously don't look at them and try to guess what the card you're about to pick up is. You can either find a pick a card and try to guess what it is or you can say I want to find a three and you know if if you have the cards all spread out see if you can guess which one is the three and I say guess funny like that because it's not guessing it if it's intuiting right um but you know anyway <clears throat> um obviously you're not well, I say obviously, you may get every single one. I don't know. You're probably not going to get every single one. The point is that you don't want to just guess. You want to actively try to intuit uh, what you're going to get. Um, because that's you're growing that muscle. And as you do that more and more and more and more, you may find that you're getting better and better at it. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I really think that I want to practice growing my psychic potential. I feel like astral travel could be included in that somewhere um, because it is in the mind or not, I guess, depending on how you look at it. But the ability to do that um, may be part of that group. And I don't know, astral travel sounds kind of fun or dangerous, depending on who you talk to. But yeah, um, oh, oh, one last one that you can do, another exercise. Try to tune into your pet, particularly when they're being calm and, and, 
and, you know, open next to you and you're calm and open, see if you can sort of uh, connect with them on a, on a psychic level. Uh, and, you know, I think I'm going to leave that up to you, like, what that might be. But whether it's a matter of, like, hearing them in your mind, connecting to their feelings, um, you know, knowing some sort of a knowing, like empathy or other kinds of knowing. Animals, especially our own pets that we love, they are they have a depth that um, is often overlooked and animals are more likely in in my opinion at least able to communicate um, telepathically so yeah I mean if you're already gonna be communicating with something that's used to being able to be a little bit more on the telepathic end of things you might have a lot more success so yeah, anyway, um, like I said, I would love to talk to someone who, uh, who has experience with auras. I also would love to talk with someone who has, um, more experience with, you know, any of these psychic, um, abilities or other ones. Um, so find me on Twitter. I'm at stuff underscore witchy or join the Facebook group, um, I've been turning people away, by the way, when they don't answer the questions. And I've I've declined them with um, a message to uh, to um, answer the to request again, but make sure to answer the questions. So if you were declined, that's why. But at some point, I have to start uh, requiring the things that we say are required. So I, I want you in the group. I just have to have the, the acknowledgement on those questions. Um, so yeah, uh, the, the Facebook group is That Witchy Stuff, just like the podcast name. And don't forget that you can, um, you can follow me on whatever uh, platform you use to listen to podcasts. And then you'll get a notification of uh, when there's new um, episodes published and I will get the personal gratification of knowing that people are listening. <laughs> um, so yeah. All right. Well, that, that'll do it. Uh, stay witchy. Talk to you later. Bye.